Hello internet friends, uh, welcome to this short, and I do say short because uh, it caps at 15 minutes, video on discussing the topic of fuel. Now, we use a lot of like words interchangeably, so I just put diet, fuel and food up here. But when we're talking about this, we're specifically being what gives us energy from food and water, I suppose, in this context. We're just going to go over a few things of what we have to establish beforehand and I'll try to speak some things out as well for those that are listening to the podcast version of this. But this is all about adapting your nutrition without fear. So the key takeaways from today, what is fueling and how does it impact our life, i.e. how do we put it into our life? We're going to explore a couple different nutritional strategies. We're going to look at how our mental and emotional states affect this relationship. And then we're going to just finally discuss how to know if you're fueled or not. Now, there's a couple of assumptions on my behalf here. Uh, and if you don't qualify for these, still listen anyway. But you can access the notes on these from the app. If you're one of my clients, if you're listening to this in the future and you're not a client, um, use Google and Google the things I'm talking about. But you need a basic understanding of what protein, carbs, and fats are. When we say diet, we mean way of eating, not necessarily fat loss. I know those are interchangeable, but for me, diet means way of eating. And that's what it means in the original Latin, so I'm taking it from that. You need to understand what hunger signals are, okay? And then I realized some of these haven't been edited out, so it's going to say uh, marketing strategies at one point. You can just ignore that. Before we get started, we have to understand that in the context of how this applies to your goals and your journey, we are talking about goals in a more abstract, less good and bad sense. We talk about actions and behaviours that move you towards a goal or away from a goal. I.e. we want to move towards more healthful behaviours, to eat less mindlessly rather than I want to look like X, I need to eat like Y, I want to feel this, therefore I need to achieve that. We acknowledge that feelings of confidence and a good relationship with food and a good relationship with exercise and whatever you're listening to this for comes from within it comes from self-acceptance of self and then actions we never really arrive at the destination so to speak uh it's kind of like juggling if you're not juggling you're not juggling no that's an awful example i'm not going to keep that i'll think of a better one and here's a quick example. So just moving towards a goal has a long-term payoff. It includes like those mental high fives. It's our self-esteem improves, our self-belief improves, and that moves us uh, forward. And I've wrote successful spiral, but I'm pretty sure I didn't mean spiral because spiral means downwards. We'll call it successful staircase upwards versus moving away from a goal. As a short-term payoff, let's say you order Chinese or any takeaway really, I don't want to... Uh, gatekeep other takeaways here you order something and because you're tired and you can't be bothered eating protein after work even though you said that was something that you wanted to do to improve your healthful behaviors and there's a short-term payoff of we don't have to work we get that dopamine boost of mm, tasty food but then the long-term negative effect i guess is that we have a lowered self-esteem no oh, i don't know why that wasn't there, but we have a lower self-esteem, we lose that self-belief in ourselves, we start to engage in negative self-talk, which becomes a vicious cycle of, I feel bad, I talk negatively to myself, and then I do actions to make myself feel better in the short term, but then they make me talk badly to myself. So you can see why 
at the underpinning of all this is self-acceptance and self-care. And too many people say that and they mean nothing when they say that. They mean absolutely dick all. But that's what means self-acceptance of how you are. Uh, it's like, uh, oh, I can't remember the comparison. It's a mean, uh, oh yeah, it's like if you can't handle me at my worst, you don't deserve me at my best. Kind of like that, except you're going to accept yourself even when you are not acting in alignment with your values and your goals and you're going to accept yourself when you are because that's the only way we can move forward. Like yin and yang, yeah? Kind of like that. Terrible <laughs> mockery of the yin and yang side. But anyway, lastly, the language we use is really important and we want to get away from good and bad and more towards and away. Again, it's this is part of a grander concept and not really pertinent towards this specifically, but we have to stop thinking about things as good and bad because if we do good, we reward ourselves, but if we do bad, we punish ourselves and we want to move away from that dichotomy and that binary and start to approach things a bit more fluidly. And then, yeah, lastly, language is so good, but it's also awful. My version of health is different to yours, so what I am happy with when it comes to my health is different from what yours is. And it's important that you decide what good nutrition looks like for you now, because that could change. Uh, example being when I was really struggling with my mental health, good nutrition was making sure that I drank water and I ate at least once a day. And then by allowing me myself to have that space and self-acceptance, I gradually built that because I wasn't constantly tearing myself down by being mean to myself and saying, you should be having three square meals. I instead said, I want to work towards that, but this is what I'm currently capable of. Self-acceptance is what we want. Now we need to define fueling and we're going to define fueling. Oh, Ruby doesn't like the word fueling. We're going to define fueling as, well, the opposite of, <laughs> of, of underfueled or uh, malnutrition. So when we are not getting enough nutrients in our body and when we are not getting enough water in our body, we are calling that malnutrition. I just realized that was hovering up there. I'm so sorry. Uh, but for fueling our body, we would say that fueling your body is having enough water, macro and micronutrients in a fashion that fits your lifestyle. It's not just eating enough calories because if it's just about calories, then you could eat a diet of McDonald's and not suffer any health effects. The thing about the McDonald's isn't that McDonald's is inherently bad for you, it's that it lacks certain nutrients that you need to keep your body running and then it starts to break down. So it's like not doing maintenance. You want to think about fueling yourself is kind of like maintenance for the body in a way. And yeah, there we work our way backwards. And for the podcast listeners, I've just got a little note of the recommended daily intake of food here. So this is the research that shows improves health, okay? Improves factors within our health. And we need to get individualized with this. It's not a blanket generalization you can apply, but you do have to understand there is a range. But let's talk about what fueling is and then I'll get into that. So for me, fueling means, yeah, eating enough calories and diverse macro and micronutrients, proteins, carbs and fats, various fruits and veggies so that you're getting vitamins. And then it supports the long-term function of our body. So if you're a bodybuilder, the long-term function of your body is different from, let's say, um, somebody doing rehab or like an eight-year-old, you know, and maybe there are older people watching this, so like eat more protein, it's like good for you. God, that was so condescending. I do apologize if you're an old person watching this. But anyway, fueling, in our case, we're gonna say over seven days, right? Because you need to be eating on the regular. You can't just have like two weeks of really good eating, then six months of shit eating. You can't, you're not a bear, you're not storing stuff for the winter. You have to 
do this in a continuous cycle and that's how we make it fit our lifestyle. Now quickly, here's the recommended daily intake of proteins, carbs and fats that you need for optimal health. Not life, optimal health because carbs are not, uh, carbs do not impact our ability to live or die. Protein and fat does, but carbohydrates makes our health optimal. So between 1.2 and 1.6 grams per kilogram of body weight, uh, for your protein and that's around 20 to 40 grams per serving and kind of eating in a space of three to five times a day. Obviously what matters most is you're getting the protein in in a way that suits you because obviously if you're doing uh, intermittent fasting it's very unlikely that you're going to be having you know five 20 gram servings you probably smoosh that together to maybe two to three larger servings and again if you have a little bit more uh, like adipose tissue like fat mass on you those numbers are slightly more skewed I haven't found a reference for if it's about lean body weight because generally speaking these are but I will look into that and then fats 20 to 35 percent of your total calories for most people that kind of sits between 50 and 90 grams per day but again you want to be focusing more on behaviors like eating diverse amounts of like nuts and dairy and you know lean red meats or well not super lean red meats but red meat uh, or taking a multivitamin if you don't eat a lot of fat, like I don't eat a lot of fat, so I have a daily multivitamin, sorry, a fish oil tablet I take, and a multivitamin. And then carbohydrates, again, it's like fiber is the more important part when it comes to carbohydrates. So you want to think about it in that regard, like when we talk about carbohydrates, talk about things with fiber in them. Fruits, veggies, oats, legumes, stuff like that. Now, I realize that's a lot, so let's just bring it back and let's get where to start with. We want to aim for frequency before we think about portions. So it's important that you're getting a source of protein in three to five times a day, if that's the goal you're working on at the moment, rather than I must get 25 grams in because it's too specific. And then when you don't make it, you give yourself a hard time. You can work up to being more specific once you're nailing the general habit. We need, keeping it simple, it's still complex because you need to make sure you're fueled, you need to make sure you're hydrated, and you need to make sure you're well rested. And those could be, you know, talks on their own. But the most important part for me is you have to align your schedule with your food principles. There is literally no point in you trying to follow this super specific meal plan that you've decided a PT shouldn't be giving you a meal plan or tailored macronutrient layout when you have three kids and you work like, 40 odd hours a week do you know what i mean and you're running to and fro that doesn't sound like it's going to help we want to look at our kind of top of the mountain goal and then work our way backwards with influence from our lives yeah and then regardless of how you organize your nutrition you need to find it manageable it has to allow you freedom to eat whenever you want it has to allow you the freedom to choose not to eat and it fits into your lifestyle we're just going to go over like kind of three these are just super basic and regular ways of tracking or being aware of your intake that I've found or I guess controlling your nutrition but people get stressed out you say the word control because they think that's automatically bad we're trying to step away from assigning things as good and bad and more looking at it from our own lifestyle perspective of how does this serve me so tracking macronutrients you use like my fitness pal or my fitness pa uh, or something similar like chronometer for example can lead to disordered eating because it makes you too restrictive and it does provide structure though, so if you're not someone who finds that it's restrictive and that it's causing you disordered eating patterns, 
it can help a lot and it teaches you what different portion sizes look like i can still eyeball a portion size and be like it's roughly this and then just in the back of my head i know that falls within you know my 20 to 40 grams of protein so this is where tracking calories or at least portions to begin with to look at what you're actually intaking and what a what what does 40 grams of protein look like because once you do that you can then apply it to your lifestyle but if you don't have the education on it it makes it a lot more difficult <laughs> yeah welcome school of marketing there the bottom left hand corner tracking portions use the hand guide that's in the hunger signals guide again you should have that if you're a client of mine if not uh, google it it's anything can lead to disordered eating if it doesn't fit into our life and i don't want to like get into the psychology of this again someone respect scope of practice but any kind of tracking or nutritional principles that you do because you believe you should or that's the way it's done and it causes you poor mental health and poor a poor relationship with food is probably one you want to investigate and move away from at least for the time being because people who have had eating disorders can go back to track and it just might not be the best idea time restriction is the easiest one you literally just pick a time uh, that you're not a window that you're not going to eat generally speaking a lot of people do it when they're busy if they work a nine to five and they're on their feet all day because they don't have to think about it the only thing that i'd say about this one that i haven't put there is that you can be using it to avoid eating and that's not any good because time restriction only works if it's fitting into your lifestyle based on the honest truth that it's supporting your choice to minimize your intake not because oh well i've told myself i can't eat between nine and five and that's a rule and i have to stick to the rule because if you break the rule then you're bad and that's where things get tricky so we want to just be aware of that that things can get very tricky and very restrictive if we don't approach it honestly so just to recap fueling is enough calories macros and micronutrients support to support our function which may change depending on the day like maybe you're more active so you need to eat a bit more maybe it's a gym day maybe it's a non-gym day so you don't have as many hunger signals so you don't eat as much again like we want to be more fluid with this rather than this is what i have every single day and if i deviate from it i'm a bad person because you're not considerations are there is numbers that we need to hit for our health that we've discovered through science and these are the considerations you're going that protein of 1.2 to 1.6 grams per kilogram of body weight or serving three to five servings of 20 to 40 grams Carbohydrate intakes usually around one gram per kilogram of body weight, although generally speaking, if you're just eating fruits and veggies, probably 0.3 grams per kilogram of body weight. Water, enough for clear or light peas and then fruit and veggies, yeah, five times 80 grams serving per day. Realistically, not everybody's going to hit that, so I always say every other day is a good next level step to work towards. What you need to implement this is uh, awareness of your hunger signals, problem solving skills, and you need cooking skills, you need to understand what food looks like. So there's a few wee things I just want to show you guys this, and I'm not going to talk through it, so uh, this will probably be... And we're back. So I'm just going to quickly talk through some examples of this in tracking and non-tracking terms of what that looks like. For those of you listening to this, this might be a little bit number heavy, so I'm just going to get you guys focused. So we have on the left here a calculation for the calories that you need to survive based on science again. I'm going to leave that up there, but it's basically your body weight times 22 or times 24, then that is multiplied by an activity calculator. Again, we could do this for those of you that aren't tracking calories per se, but to give you an awareness of where your ranges are, because ultimately 
we have to rely on what our own body's responses are. Like if we are losing weight despite the fact that we're eating in a surplus, then we're not eating in a surplus. If we are gaining weight or not losing weight despite the fact that we're eating in a deficit, then we're not in a deficit. It's more, it's simple as that. And these things take time. So that's why we do need to give them, you know, weeks at a time to make sure that these behaviors are being implemented correctly. Now, macronutrients, super simple. The only things you need to focus on are fats and protein. And then the carbs, there's a minimum, but realistically, it's just the rest of your calories. So you do your body weight times 1.2 to 1.6 grams, and that's going to be your protein target. You do 28-30% of your total calories or just 28-30% of your total intake. So you can do the maths if you eat five meals a day. I don't know what 20% of that is, but then you can look at it per meal and be like, okay, so I should have fats every meal or every other meal. You can do the maths. I'm not 100% sure. We could do it together on a call if you're a client. Um, and then carbohydrates, minimum of one times your body weight, just so that you've got carbohydrates for energy. And that should probably come from fibrous sources. But apart from that, eat whatever you want with those carbohydrates, you know, like it's common sense. Uh, and you want to focus on fruits, veggies, oats, legumes. And then if it's, you know, a little bit of that, some processed refined food, refined sugars, it's not the end of the world. Micronutrients, five servings of 80 grams of dark leafy veggies. And if we look at that exact same approach, but we just look at it from the perspective of trying to hit numbers and ranges of numbers because with your protein target there with your macronutrients you would put that in a range you wouldn't just do eight times two is 160 grams so you wouldn't just say oh i'm going to aim for 160 grams each day you'd be like 150 to 170 so that you've got a range because you're not going to be perfect with it and you hope you might not eat the same foods each day and if you do awesome but if you don't and you don't want to then you have to give yourself a range it's just as simple as that Portions perspective would be three to five portions of protein per day, portion equaling your hand or the palm of your hand, but usually that's 20 to 40 grams per serving. Each meal we want to be mindful of what we're eating, taking our time to enjoy our food and feel at least an eight out of 10 on the hunger scale. And again, you need to see the hunger scale lesson for how mindfulness works, how time works with food, and then three to five handfuls of fruit or veg per day to make sure you're hydrated enough, you want to make sure that you are having regular, you know, clear or light yellow peas. So the both those methods end up at the same destination. It's just one's a little bit more fixed and then that just shows it in a slightly different way uh, with a hilarious meme of me finding out about sad, the how much I need to eat veggie wise. Okay, fueling for the gym, this is practical examples. So we want water, protein, and carbohydrates. Water helps our energy levels, helps muscle contraction. Protein um, also helps muscle, oh, no, protein, uh, we don't need to go into it. Carbohydrates give you energy. Um, you want protein for recovery, but also some other stuff too. We want to eat around four to one hours before the gym. The further away from the meal, the more fiber and fat it can be in the meal because that slows digestion down. The closer to the workout, the less fat and fiber and the more liquid we want our diet to be because we closer to the workout, we are putting ourselves at risk of not absorbing the food in time. And then we get cramps because the blood rushes from our stomach muscles that's processing the food to our muscles and then we can't lift weights. The main thing is that we digest this food and we feel that we've digested it before we begin training. General rule if you are doing some like numbers for this is 20 to 40 grams of proteins. So that's around about one serving, maybe two depending on your size and stuff like that. You want to have a minimum of one gram of carbohydrates beforehand. Like so for me that's like 80 grams. 
and you want to make sure that that's there to help support performance. You don't have to do this. The protein and having water is more important, especially if you are dieting, but it's just something to pay attention to if you're someone that's trying to improve their performance. And then lastly, we just need to look at how it imp impacts us phys physically and mentally. So a lack of nutrition or a lack of a lack of diverse food has these kind of effects. You have impaired cognitive function, you are stressed more easily, you've got lower psychological flexibility, you've got lower mental energy. And that's not necessarily because you haven't been eating carbohydrates, but it could be that you aren't eating certain nutrients and micronutrients that help your mental health, for example. So we want to be clear that it's not just about, you're not eating so you're stressed. It's like, no, 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 you could eat a minimal amount of food, you know, be dieting and still be fueled because you have the right amount of micronutrients, the right amount of macronutrients relative to your goal. So we got to remember it's not just about the amount, it's about the diversity. And we want to look at this from a behavior change perspective as well. So if our habits or behaviors, our habits and behaviors are not aligned, i.e. we know what we have to do, but we cannot make ourselves do it or we're too tired, uh, we call that cognitive fusion. Cognitive fusion is when your thoughts and your feelings about being hungry or tired or whatever it may be that that thing that moves you away from your goal, in this case order and takeaway, has dominated your attention and your and your behaviours and is making you kind of act in a way you don't want to because you're just so tired and you can't even think about cooking. That's natural. And then you go through this kind of shitty cycle of you're tired after work, you want to order takeaway but you feel bad about it because you think you should eat better instead of saying I want to eat protein because that's going to help me feel fueled and uh, you know that's going to make my evening more energized or it's going to be more aligned with my values and then you feel bad about it instead of just doing this. So we're going to go through two options right and I want you to, hey Erica you're getting your bridge video um, soon, I want you just to recognize that this is just an example and that what's more important that you take away from this that we're having a flexible approach that means we can move forward in multiple different ways and apply self-acceptance and self-care to ourselves. Try to eat more protein daily to move towards more muscle gain. Therefore, we're going to try to eat one to two portions of protein per meal. So we're looking at path A, we managed to adhere, we did that. Here's some things we're considering beforehand whenever we prep food, if we prep food, are just in our, you know, our daily thought process. We should plan ahead with a couple of options so we're not just relying on one option because that makes sense. If you rely on one option that you don't have it, you're probably going to make a less than aligned decision, one that moves you away from your goals. You want to prepare options if you're tired or if something else happens. So for example, say your aim is to get some chicken pasta and you've made it and stuff like that, but like you're just rushed at work and you need something quick. Well, instead of going, oh, well, fuck it, I'll just have a bagel and a coffee or I'll just have a fag and a coffee and be miserable, go, okay, tell you what, meal deal, Tesco across the road, uh, their chicken tikka deal or their, I don't know, their baiting roll. It's got some protein in it and it's better than a less ideal option because it still has some protein in it. So we've got multiple ways to move forward. But path B is where we basically choose not to have it or we didn't meet our own personal standard, i.e. we didn't choose to eat some protein. We need to acknowledge that we chose to do that and that it's our responsibility, but based on our past, we might be influenced by more factors than we know, you know? We don't want to berate or shame ourselves because other people is going to be, other people will be cunty to you, so don't do it to yourself. 
and our mindset and mental health is massively, massively impacted by our own self-talk. So if you've just missed the mark for what you're trying to do to improve your health and fitness, why would you kick yourself when you're down? And for those of you listening to the podcast, it's why I talk to myself like Lego Batman. Um, this is how you know you're fueled. You feel hydrated and you feel fueled. It's very difficult to have a checklist when it's something that you must continuously reinforce. And I think we need to step away from this idea that you can, it's not ones and zeros, so you're not fueled or underfueled. It's how close to 0%, and we'll say 0% is underfueled, and how close to 100%, we'll say 100% is fully fueled, are you? And how do you know? You go back to clear peas. How much have you eaten today? Uh, when did you have protein? What kind of food have you had today? We're starting to step away from these things. So I hope this has been useful, folks, and I hope you've enjoyed it. It's been a pleasure doing this, and I hope to do more again.